Hi guys, I'm Sarah. And I'm Brad. And we're real best friends. Real business partners. Talking about real life. And this is Marriage Business. So we figured for our first official podcast, we would kind of um, discuss how we got to this point and um, how the business started, how it kind of came about and and kind of go from there and, and bring us to where we are now. <laughs> this is so much different than having a regular conversation. <laughs> Pretend okay. the mic isn't here. Right. <laughs> How we got to where we are today. The bring you up to speed episode. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so as you may or may not know, I started off my post-college career in um, the animal science industry in animal husbandry for the University of Finley. Got a great job right out of school for the school that I graduated from. It was kind of a no-brainer for me to step into that role, um, you know, but for those of you that know the, know the farm life, it is the farm life. It's a second marriage, so it's really hard to separate home and work life for one for my particular job, I had to actually live on the farm. So Sarah moved in with me after we got married. and I got an experience too, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you did. You were out there for the birthing and everything. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot. Calls. Um, so that part was tough. And it, the benefit of working for the university is that both Sarah and I were able to go to school tuition-free. So while Sarah finished her bachelor's degree I was able to go back for my MBA which really wasn't something I was looking to do it just made sense I was still kind of I was only a couple of years out of school so to go back was not a big deal and it was all online and in just in going to that it kind of you know started to spark the whole what else is out there which is something I didn't really think that I'd ever have to go I'd ever get to I got my degree in animal science because I liked to deal with the animals versus the people, which is a total 180 from where we're at today. And weren't you like literally sitting, scrolling through Craigslist? Were you looking at Craigslist and you came across like businesses for sale and stuff? I, I know you were browsing and I can't remember if it was Craigslist. I swear it was Craigslist. I think that back in the day, yeah, I did scroll some Craigslist. <laughs> back in the day. But I think actually the time that I found um, Business Network of Ohio's website was I just Googled businesses for sale in Toledo, Ohio, and that's how I came across Business Network of Ohio, or BNO as we call it, um, and they had that janitorial company for sale. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the name of it? I forget. Task. Task, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was something else. So, you know... We found that, I kind of realized just at the point we were at, we had had Bryson already at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of the, the, one of the factors that played into it for me was that would, you know, we, if we left the farm, you left your job at the university, coming back, essentially coming back home, coming back up to the Toledo area would put us back home and closer to family, especially with having... Bryson, he had, you know, I mean, when we moved back up here, he had just turned one. Right, and you were driving to Perrysburg anyways. I was. Every day. So you were taking Bryson to childcare in Waterville, essentially, mm-hmm. where we ended up landing. Mm-hmm. 
so you could go to work in Perrysburg and <laughs> I was working in Finley. Mm-hmm. And it, in the business starting, I would have more than likely stayed with, you know, my degree. The biggest thing is that there's no livestock in this area to be able to be close to home. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're owning your own farm or mm-hmm. you catch the one in a million deal that's out there. And I think that we just realized that, you know, though we had a good job there and they paid for our house and everything, it just wasn't going to provide us maybe what we thought we wanted or ultimately our, didn't fulfill our ultimate goal. So to start a business. I don't think that it was necessarily, I don't, I don't think it would have been enough for you. Not in a bad way just like that's probably true it's just you you needed something um i mean not only i i feel you were born to work for yourself and and be an entrepreneur but um and it wasn't necessarily a money thing either i think it just you needed to be more challenged you had the barn manager gig in the bag you could do it with your eyes closed you i mean you've you lined out new procedures and and got that farm running like a well well-oiled machine well yeah because and it i was think new. yeah and i think that you just you needed something you constantly need to be challenged it's just your personality you're not you you're not excelling if you're not challenged if if something is not challenging you yeah maybe that goes with the whole the whole motto that I've said before, like working better under pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I could see that being part of it. But, you know, the move to decide whether or not to do that, I mean, it was a, a long process, lots of conversations about what we were really getting ourselves into. I mean, I was 27 at the time, and I think we just came to the conclusion that it's now or never type thing Mm -hmm. we were young enough we're far enough into our working careers that we kind of had a little bit better idea of maybe what we wanted to do and if we were going to take a risk I mean I think the earlier we did it the better because we had less to lose (laughs) well yeah and we had plenty of yeah exactly plenty of time to bounce back was the thing was the thing for me so yeah so I mean the move the move was huge and we what we filed our LLC in December of 2013 and I think we didn't actually start doing anything until the following year. So 14, I started using vacation days and stuff to go up and do jobs um, in the apartment complexes we started with um, before we made the final move, just to kind of yeah, before, sample it. Before that, though, like when we tried to, when we came across that janitorial company and we tried to purchase it, True. it was essentially i mean we put an offer in on it and everything and it was essentially purchased from out from underneath us someone had a higher and, bid than we did and that kind of i think that kind of ignited something in you and it was kind of like well i'm just going to go out and st- i'm going to start my own why don't i just start my own well that would have been from all the contacts that we made and doing our due diligence process i mean that was mostly honestly talking to Kenny Yellick right. about that he's like for what you were looking to make here with this existing company and pay it back he's like you can go do it for this this is literally all you need to start and go knock on doors yeah and why not so that's kind of how we got to that point of we're just going to do this thing from scratch Mm -hmm. i think the biggest stress 
thing for that whole entire process of the start was quitting a steady job where they covered our housing because we lived on the farm mm-hmm. and purchasing a home mm-hmm. on your full-time income mm-hmm. and me essentially going from having one to having none. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I picked up those side jobs mm-hmm. and stuff with Mike and Phil, but yeah, I mean, that part was nerve-wracking. That, well, and essentially when we moved back up here, living off of one salary and, mm-hmm. you know, my salary at the time was not what it was when I left welded. No, yeah. I, it was, it was, you know, I, I'm, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter anymore, but I was making what, like 50, 55,000 mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. And so we moved up here essentially on $50,000 a year and that's it. And we were purchasing our own home. Um, I mean, we were living well within our means. We we're, you know, we we did not we we bought a nice cute small two bedroom one bathroom house um and we fully intended on growing our family we knew we were going to have more than one one child but we we bought for what we needed at the time and that's what we could afford we didn't want to get above our means or anything because we couldn't we, <laughs> we, didn't, couldn't. Have, we didn't have any fallback on right. as far as income goes but yeah so, I mean, that's that's kind of what we were thinking. And I can't say at the time that we made the, the move to water back to Waterville or in that first six months, 12 months of running the business that, that I really had a super strong idea of what direction it was heading. It was kind of more uh, say yes and figure it out later, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of the mentality that we've used a lot of times in mm-hmm. in our business mm-hmm. you know and it's served us well and I don't think it's because of chance I think it's again going back to working better under pressure I mean it's you say yes and you figure out how to do it yeah I one of the things I've always I've always told you this that y- you are you're so personable and that's one of the things that I think that the business is so so reliant on i mean you you develop these relationships with a lot of your customers and um being so so small especially in the beginning you know if there was ever an issue or something forgotten you were there within 12 hours i mean probably with within the hour that they called you yeah, I was gonna say, there most of the time i mean you're you're just so you know johnny on the spot with with that stuff when we first started essentially and it's just your personability with these clients and in the small business feel that you give to the customers is what i've always thought helps make it thrive because it's it's just that personability. They they love the fact that they can actually talk to the owner of the company and know that they're going to get a good service because they know you. They've developed a relationship with you and they depend on you for it and they know they're going to get it out of you. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, just building the relationships with all the customers is a humongous portion of mm-hmm. any business's reason for success. They got to know they can rely on you and that you're going to be there when they need you and do what you say you're going to do. And, you know, one thing that I wouldn't change about how we did our business, 
I mean, outside of maybe being able to purchase a business that was already had an established client base. But what I learned through doing it, and I did every aspect of it. I mean, in mm-hmm. the very beginning, it was go out and hand out business cards and knock on doors, cold calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the first, what, two, three months I did that? Yeah, in between babysitting the kids, yeah. babysitting Bryson while you were working. Yeah. Um, and filling in on side jobs with Mike and Phil. Mm-hmm. And then going out at night and performing the work or going out during the day and performing the work. Yeah. It didn't matter at that point. It was just take what you can get. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, gives me an advantage of understanding things from, you know, a very basic level. Mm-hmm as far as how to do the jobs and we learned a lot just from doing them i mean Mm -hmm. it's not a very intricate business or industry but what we're learning i think as we've progressed through it is how much the relationships and the communication portion is like the number one priority yeah and that's i think that goes to say for any business Mm -hmm. but things that we've learned and maybe have taken for granted in the beginning because I was so involved with everything day to day that, you know, to where we are now, still very involved with day to day, but not necessarily out every night cleaning every account. Right. Not having our eyes on every account every day. Right. Which changes the game. At the same time, you still to this day know every single one of your accounts. You have worked in some form or fashion every single one of the accounts that you service. Right. So whether you're you're actually the one doing the work or not, you have. You right. have done it. Which I think is huge too. And I, I you know, when I do the interview process with people, I always make sure to tell them that too. That, you know, it's literally a team effort from the top down is one of the things that I say. And then I kind of lead into the fact that this is just an example. The owner himself has literally worked every single one of the accounts that we have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the owner has even provided coverage in the event, you know, when it's necessary. So, I mean, those are all those are all huge things, I think, that have really helped the business to thrive the way it has. Right. And I think, you know, going back to that whole risk reward thing in the start and you know being nervous and anxious and it definitely pushed me outside my comfort zone to go knock on a company's door that I don't know anybody in mm-hmm. um, was totally the opposite direction of where I thought I was heading when I graduated college but I do think that doing that and pushing myself outside my comfort zone has ultimately given me another set of skills that I didn't know I could develop Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to go out and relate to people. I mean, every business owner is just a person is what I've learned. And mm-hmm. When you started BNI too. That's true. When we moved back up and BNI really Really helped, helped that portion for sure. This public speaking, I mean, for mm-hmm. those of you guys that don't know, BNI is a, a networking chapter or a networking group that is worldwide um, but really popular across the United States and you know, you buy your seat. So I was the only cleaning company in the group, and you gain a lot of referrals. That's how, that's the name of the game there is gaining business. You're there to pass referrals to each other. And that made a huge difference 
and gained a lot of mentors out of that, which I still have to this day and still talk to on the phone on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, So that makes a huge difference. And I think that helped propel us to where we're at today, Mm -hmm. maybe on a trajectory that we wouldn't have attained had it just been knocking on doors and handing out cards. So where was your head at after these first few months of doing this and moving back? (laughs) I... um... I would be lying if I said that I was not worried um, and that I didn't contemplate you just picking up something else. Move on. Do Pick something else that you want to do, something that you halfway like or don't like for that matter, and just do it <laughs> just <pay the> because, <laughs> because I'm a little worried this is not um, taking off and you're never here. So <laughs> that's true. The never hear thing was very true because it was literally call during the day and go work at night. I mean, literally. we we had a lot of a lot of conversations in the first I mean, even even after we had been in business for a while, I remember having conversations every once in a while when things were really really busy with the business. We would have conversations over dinner or late at night, you know, after we'd put the kids to bed and just literally talk about what is it that actually matters. And and it would be me coming to you and, and kind of expressing that, like, I don't feel like you're putting us first. I don't feel, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those types of conversations. You remember those conversations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we felt like roommates for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it... Strangers in the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, it was just, it was, it was difficult. And this is after being in business for longer than those first few months. But it's, those times came and went, you know? I mean, we, we, we would have those moments where we would feel like roommates. And then... It would be gone and things would be fine and then it would come back and we'd feel like roommates again and it's just you know it's just one of those things that we we managed um and i think that i don't want to be you know totally cliche and like totally you know what's the word i'm looking for basic (laughs) basic (laughs) (laughs) um sentimental but our our love was stronger than any of that oh, and yeah. and i think that um we never we always knew that our marriage was worth fighting for and that is such a cliche saying but it is it's it's true that you know it, if it's if it's worth the fight then then you'll do it you'll you'll figure out You'll figure out ways to manage the difficulty that you're going through. Right. And it's not that we were ever in a spot where we were questioning our marriage. It's no. more of it's more of just questioning like, is what you're doing or I was doing yeah. at the time worth right. all the stress and the being gone and um, Yeah. Do we need to prioritize differently? Correct. What do we and and then of course we through building a house well, into and the let's mix. Not forget that we threw Maddie into the mix, and then Maddie as well. So it Before was, 
That's yeah. the reason for the house. That <laughs> was Maddie. Yeah. Maddie came along and she was a trip. Still is a trip. And um, and then how, how old? Maddie was like two mm-hmm. and a half when we moved in here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, we started the build process um, shortly after Maddie was born. You know, purchasing the property and... We had plans drawn up and paid for all of that and then met with several builders and our plans weren't going to work. Figured out that it was too expensive to actually build a one-story one ranch um, and decided to go with a two-story. But um, all of that on top of continuing to build a business and that was probably our most difficult um That was probably our most difficult time in our marriage, I I would say. I would agree with that. And and one thing to keep in mind, you know, at that point, you know, we're talking about 2017 at this point. So our business had been in full swing for, you know, three years. And we had experienced a quick rise. Yeah, pretty massive growth. As far as growth goes. I mean, we were doubling and over doubling our sales every year, which meant we were doubling our employees every year. So by the time we were building the house, we had 15 people working for us Mm -hmm. in addition to trying to do the house. So yeah, I mean, as as a risk versus a benefit thing, as I look back on all that stuff that we went through as far as the starting with the ups and downs and roommates and not roommates and um it's really just a blip on the radar yeah. at this point yeah i mean that was part of the sacrifice to get to where we're at today yeah um and i feel we're in a pretty cool place for starting what we started it definitely makes us stronger too i mean it sounds silly but honestly came out on top i mean we just the, the endless conversations about about prioritizing and reprioritizing and I mean we even thought about putting the house on hold mm-hmm. and at one point I remember sitting on the front steps I remember of the house in Waterville <laughs> yeah and um, it I, it was that that wasn't gonna happen I I think um, you were probably more determined for that not to happen than me yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that but I will say that I think that we needed the larger space in order to for sure i don't want to say for all of us to like get away from each other but we all needed our own space well and keep in mind too that we were running be clean out of the, the house, garage the garage yeah in my truck yeah <laughs> we had yeah the truck and trailer parked in the driveway all the time right and, right which so, we still did that here for for a little bit. A couple of years. But yeah, not only that, I mean, we we grew out of that house and moved into our new house and very quickly grew out of the garage, our three-car garage yeah. with business supplies and stuff. So we ended up having to, um, we didn't have to, but we, it was just time. we yeah, it, it was time to find a place um, for the business and decided to rent um mm-hmm rent a building specifically for the business with a little office and it has a little shop attached to it. It actually was perfect. I had passed it all the time. I passed it all the time going to and from work and 
and um, we weren't really thinking about moving the business to an actual location, but... No, it was running out of those storage units, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. At that point, we were trying mm -hmm. to run out of storage units. It was way more difficult than even yeah. running it out of the house. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> so Just the way it was set up. But yeah, to move to the office that we've got now and our shop and stuff is, is cool. It mm -hmm. gives us a place to separate yeah. home from work. I mean, you go back to March of 2020, and we came back to the home office <laughs> because of all this pandemic and crazy stuff. But... It's definitely much easier to separate the two. Yeah. When we're, you know, at the office versus at home. Yeah. Um, and you didn't even get to experience the original home office type because no. you were still full time. Yes. So you didn't go. You what? You got out of welded in twenty nineteen. Yeah. In August. End of end of July. So beginning basically of the August. first of August, mm -hmm. and then that's when you completed one of our goals that we had of having you come work for our own company yeah which I, I that that was kind of always the ultimate goal right right was that I would um, I would come and um, work for the for the business and um, you know I've, I've always kind of been in it in some form or fashion but um, when I left welded welded Welded, de welded declared bankruptcy, so right. um, that's that's the reason for my leaving. And so we kind of took that as an opportunity, saw it as a sign that maybe now is the time for me to jump in with the business and see where it goes. Right, and I mean that's, I guess that's the one takeaway I guess that I can say from our experience. And I don't want to underplay it and say that we never planned for anything as far as decisions for down the road but you know just like with the business and or starting the business when i was at finley it's like it's time to take a chance and it was time to take a chance on having you come work for the business it was to a level i mean we were pushing 30 employees at that point mm -hmm. you know and for me to manage all 30 and be involved in doing all the bookwork and doing all of the scheduling and filling in and it, it, it just got to be too much and I was getting burned out mm -hmm. but it was time to take the chance mm -hmm. and you know we've taken chances in this business and without taking those chances you wouldn't be able to get the reward I don't think you know and yeah I mean I, I that's pushing us outside our comfort zone because there, there were yeah. definitely reservations for having you come on board when we did because you left a really nice job well, I not that you would have had a choice. Well, I was going to say I was a little I was a little bit forced, forced. to leave welded, but I I did um, I did interview elsewhere. Yeah, you I got did, offered an awesome job. I was offered a fantastic job with um, plenty of opportunity to upward. move up. I mean, the upward mobility in this company is. Um, in the company that I had applied to was insane. Um, you know, within three years, I, I, I would have probably been promoted twice. Um, but I turned it down. And I have never actually had a more difficult decision. Yeah, you were torn. I was very torn. I, I cried over it. I really 
did not know what to do. You know, it was the difference between a really good paying job, making more than what I was making when I left mm-hmm. Welded, and trying to help the business. Joining the cause. Yeah. <laughs> Helping it to grow. Building and, the empire. Yeah, building the empire. <laughs> Brad has said that he was going to build an empire since we were in high school. And he's literally done nothing but work on building an empire. <laughs> so I, I kind of, you know, I swayed on the side of helping the business grow and being able to get my kids on the bus, get them off the bus, and be wherever they needed me to be right. at any particular moment. It really was. I mean, I was... I just, I worried that, you know, that job would take a lot of my time, which a lot of, you know, eight to five jobs do take a lot of your time. But, you know, working eight to five, it's difficult to get your kids on the bus. My kids get on the bus at eight o'clock. I couldn't be in two places at one time. And then if I'm not getting off work until five... You're not getting them off. I'm not getting them off the bus. Mm -hmm. And I just... I had already been doing that, you know, being leaving welded, and so I had been, Just I had been that doing time, that. Yeah. I had been taking that time to enjoy them and get them on and off the bus, and in doing all that, and so it just really that helped my decision a lot too. But I think it was, it was a lot the kids, but also a lot a sign that now's the time to just to to do it to help help the business and right. help it grow and help you out and get some things off of your shoulders so that you don't have to think about as much yeah i mean it was to the point where i felt we were at the tipping point of either hire a bunch of staff or hire a couple support staff positions for like literally in the office mm-hmm. or scale it back yeah you know and that really the scale back portion i just i don't think that's in me right now mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't that it's and i don't think that's in me right now mm-hmm. um we've faced some other challenging times in the years since then mm-hmm. especially this past year yeah being 2020 yeah which i know that a lot of other business owners can relate to um but it you know who better to have you know be my be my wingman in this business than the person that I've been with since sophomore year of high school. Oh, you're getting all sappy now. <laughs> you know, I'm getting real. <laughs> My gosh. Real life, people. Real life. Real life. But no, it, there was, it was a no-brainer. I mean, the things that I lack, you already had. I mean, mm-hmm. you're incredibly organized, <laughs> color-coded, labeled, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm more like the shoe boxes and piles of papers that have been on oh my desk for a while. Gosh. So I needed some of that. But I mean, even you're really good with keeping everybody on an even keel and and being even and the same across the line. Employees. And it's not yeah, with employees, yeah. it's not that I I wasn't, but it's a lot different because you're not in the day to day with them mm-hmm. like I was. So it makes it a little bit smoother. Yeah, I tell you that's getting harder and harder. <laughs> yeah, more to come on that for sure. But different episode, whole different episode. Right. But that this this kind of gets you guys up to speed with how we started and where we're at, um, you know. And it's it's been a crazy ride, 
and and looking back like I even have a hard time remembering certain portions of it just because yeah. it was so fast and, mm-hmm. it, and it happened so quick and I was in it and we were both in it every day it's just uh it's a real blessing for sure we don't take it for granted mm-hmm. um and man we just I'm looking forward to everything else that has to come yeah we um are really excited that we actually finally sat down <laughs> to do our oh, very yeah. first episode. I know it's been since, what, like May? Yeah, we've been getting hounded by a few people. We have been getting hounded. Um, so so we, you're welcome. <laughs> we finally sat down and did it. Life kind of got in the way. Last summer was super, super busy for the business. You, That can be another episode. That's another but, episode. Yeah. Um, so that was a very, very stressful time. Um, and so life life just happened. Um, and so we didn't really have a moment to sit down and and do this and we're we're getting back on track. And yeah. so we've we've got lots of different um, topics. Topics, thank you. Um, that we want to to talk about and um, it'll all be coming at you. Soon. For sure. For sure. Soon. <laughs> soon for us is like five months right now. <laughs> but no, we want to, you know, definitely tap into some of the mentors that I mentioned I gained from being I and, yes. and starting a business. I mean, gosh, there's so many facets of owning a business that I don't care how much you plan, how many books you read, how many people you talk to, like things that you don't even think can come up, come up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Things that you maybe take for granted and think should just happen don't happen all the time. Mm -hmm. So I really look forward to actually getting some of those people online with us and talking because they're a big inspiration for the reasons that we're doing what we're doing. A huge wealth of knowledge. Just wealths of knowledge, exactly. So we look forward to talking to you guys more in the future. And this is Brad and Sarah, and we are out. Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to join us again soon where we talk about finances, dating your spouse, work-home-life balance, and employees. Also, be sure to join us on Instagram at Marriage Business Podcast. We'll see you soon.